Support for this podcast comes from Smartwater. Want to get a little more from every sip? Smartwater Alkaline doesn't just taste crisp and pure. It's loaded with everything you need to perform at your best, whether you're running marathons or boardroom meetings. Elevate how you hydrate and pick up a Smartwater Alkaline today. To learn more, visit drinksmartwater.com. get this show the orange and black insider Bengals podcast you can get it on itunes on stitcher on google play on art 19 we're on youtube and you can also get all of our content on cincyjungle.com um, you can also follow john sheeran um, for his updates uh, at john underscore sheeran on twitter if you're on twitter check that out he's uh they didn't have practice on wednesday they had practices on tuesday and interviews on tuesday and then they should be open practices thursday and then the game is this weekend so um definitely keep an eye on him and then i'm sure many of you already follow joe goodberry as well at goodberry uh you heard him chiming in on the background of that call there that was kind of cool um so follow him those two guys are are bringing some clutch info especially from a Bengals perspective from the senior bowl we're going to get out of here in just a few minutes but before we do we're going to take some listener questions we've already got a couple teed up i believe um but if you want to try and get one in here at the end uh you can uh leave it in the live youtube chat maybe give us a call or shoot us a text at uh 949-542-6241 we'll try and get to that we do have a text that already came in um and it is from Frank in Virginia. Um, uh, I, I think the question is asking, how confident are we uh, that Del Rio will be coming on board? Um, if he does, I seem to remember that he ran a 3-4 defense. Um, so that's, that's an interesting situation because the – The Bengals have the, the personnel for a 4-3 tradition, more traditional style offense. And, um, yeah, sorry about that. Uh, that was the call coming in. We'll try and get to you in a sec. If you Try again in a minute. But, anyway, uh, the Bengals have more of a 4-3 a type of traditional defense that they run. Um, they... You know they've got the per- they've got the big defensive ends currently on the roster. More of the traditional mold: Sam Hubbard, Carlos Dunlap, Michael Johnson is currently on the roster. Um, Geno Atkins is not a nose tackle in a three-four system. Um, so there's that, but there's uh, there's also the idea that. Um, Cincinnati maybe may get diverse on that side of the ball. Del Rio did run a 3-4 a lot of times in Jacksonville, but it's more about being diverse on that side of the ball now, I think. And um, the the Bengals are trying to do some different things on that side of the ball by 
overhauling the linebacker group, probably getting some more guys. They do have kind of some pieces to do a 3-4 type of style of defense. That would be, you know, you've got your Carl Lawson, kind of the, the edge rusher guy that is <clears throat> was initially looked at or initially pegged as an outside linebacker when, when he first got to the team. Um, <clears throat> but, I mean, he's an edge rusher. You have guys like that. But you also look at the Rams, right? The Rams kind of run a hybrid-ish, 3-4-ish, but they have – Dominican Sue, they have Aaron Donald. Aaron Donald's definitely in the mold of Geno Atkins. So, um, you know, Del Rio, I, I'm pretty confident that he could come up with a system that, uh, you know, could suit what the Bengals have and allow them to bring in more people. We've got another call on the line here, uh, so we're going to get to that. Hi, this is the Orange and Black Insider. Who's this? Terrell, wouldn't be Wednesday without you, my friend. How are you, sir? Oh yeah, how you doing? I'm I'm doing all right, man. Trying to trying to play operator, host, all that kind of stuff. So I apologize if I missed yours and other calls, but uh, I'm doing all right, man. How you doing? I'm doing all right. You know, you and John and and a couple of special guests, and then you the ones that make it great, though. So, but uh, I I've been doing a Trying to do a couple of scouting and stuff on my uh, other side or whatever too, but uh, okay. I do got a couple uh, people that I be doing this to and stuff like Mel uh, Kyber. That's really the biggest one I really like. Man, y'all can hear everybody else going okay, but uh, anyway, uh, <laughs> I seen a couple of days ago. He basically long story short, he basically trying to say uh, the uh, the linebacker for us, who basically the one that. Yeah, Jawan Taylor, uh, I believe, is the, the tackle from Florida. Yeah, yeah. They say he's pretty solid and, I mean, definitely better than what we got over there. He seems like he could be a, like a solid uh, right tackle. But uh, when you talk about Daniel, uh, the quarterback from Duke, I thought he looked it pretty all right. I, uh, I see, I mean, I've been watching um, college football and I've been seeing him a couple of uh, games and he, uh, I don't, know, I don't know if John said he kind of looked like a, he like, man, I definitely don't want that, but I thought he was kind of like a, a Mitchell Trubisky or something like that. Mm-hmm. But, uh, makes sense. But same school, that, same mold, right? I mean, that would make sense. Yeah. Yeah. And um, the Bill right? Callahan thing, I mean, uh, I hope, I mean, all the quarterback guru thing, I know everybody's looking for the quarterback guru type thing. Uh the way it's looking, man, it looks like they want to carry up and um, make basically like uh, Jack Bowers' uh, talent. I mean, draft draft stock. I mean, basically uh, trade stock up. But um, I really see too much of what he did, too much of what the Raiders. But um, he really had too much to work with for real. And I don't know, if, I don't know what he, too much he did over Washington. But uh, at least Bill Lazy, the Donald Landry, and uh, Tyler Boyd. So let's just see what he's going to uh, do with. Yeah. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, do with uh, John Ross. Yeah, I mean that's that's the big that's the big question this year. I'm gonna. I'm going to take your call off the air here, uh, Terrell, because there's a couple of couple of prospects that you talked about that I th- 
that I think were interesting. So thanks for your call, bud. Um, I, first of all, I misspoke. I meant when I when I said same school, I, I confused Duke and North Carolina. I know Mitch Trubisky went to North Carolina and Daniel Jones is from Duke. Same state. Come on, give me a break. Sorry. Um, but yeah, I, see, jo I, this is this is the thing with Jones. I, I like I said when we were talking with John, he was a guy that initially I was starting to kind of warm up to, and then I kind of started hearing some reports and all that kind of stuff um, about him being dry and him not maybe doing so great in you know practices and all that kind of stuff. But look, it, it, unfortunately, this is this is where we get to be a little too hard on some of these young guys. Okay, first of all, when they when they don't play well in these college bowl, these, these scout bowl games, I mean, they get a couple of practices to play together and then they get thrown into a game to try and, you know, have a great performance. It's difficult regardless of how good you are. Okay. Number two, this whole process, combine, senior bowl, all that stuff. It is a, a, a paralysis by over analysis. I mean, there, there are things that just, you know, Daniel Jones comes off a little dry um, I saw he, and kudos to Goodberry for asking him kind of a different question, one that was a little off script, but I saw Goodberry ask him a question um, and he didn't really have a great answer to it. Uh, I think it was about batted passes at the line. So, uh, you know, there, there's some red flags there, but I mean, overall, you know, you got to look at the tape. You got to look at how he did against, um, you know, some good, type of competition. You got to look at some certain stat statistical areas, completion percentage, turnovers, all that kind of stuff. Um, and you know, it, it, size, you know, that that's something to think about. So, um, you know, in terms of, of Jones, um, he's a guy that, you know, he'll be in that first round conversation. He may with combine and all that kind of stuff. He may be a guy that, that shows up and all of a sudden catapults himself into that top 15 without question maybe even top 10, especially for teams that might be starved for a quarterback, the Bengals might be one. We don't know exactly where Zach Taylor's mindset is on that. Duke Tobin came to Andy Dalton's support this week in Mobile, but, um, you know, I who knows? There's also uh, Jawan Taylor. That is uh, a guy that um, – that is a guy that has been recently mocked to the Bengals at number 11. I think that's a little bit of a reach. He is a true right tackle in the NFL. It is a need for the Bengals. The Bengals have, you know, a need a right tackle. Bobby Hart is not the answer, obviously. Um, so that is something to, to think about. Um, I, I personally have some other people I may have ahead of him, but even, uh, Jonah, I believe it's Jonah Williams, the kid from Alabama. He, he had a rough game against Clemson, and yeah, it's Clemson with their great defensive line, but you're going to face that kind of competition almost every single week, almost every single game in the NFL. So, um, you know, if he's not going that great, if he's not doing that well against that kind of competition at the college level, that's a little concerning going forward there. Um there, uh, you know, there, there are a number of different, number of different um, players that are linked, uh, you know, and then there's the, the, the LSU kid, the linebacker. Um, I, I understand that linebacker has kind of become a little bit of a 
a lower premium type of position in today's NFL. You want kind of those hybrid safety linebacker guys. Your, your, you know, your Mark Barons, the the uh, Nikel Robies, and all you know, all those guys. Um, but you know, there is a need if for a savvy veteran linebacker to anchor your defense. And Roquan Smith is definitely an example, and his impact on the Bears. Uh, this last year is what uh, is a prime example of that. We've got another call on the line. We're going to get to that here, and then we're going to get out of here. Uh, so let's grab that. Hi, this is the Orange and Black Insider. Who's this? Hey, it's John from Kentucky. Ah, John, another regular. Taking, How are you, sir? Taking my call seriously. Listen, it is a new dawn in Cincinnati, as you can see. I do think you're going to get, be getting a lot of calls to your podcast. I'm just going to tell you, I will volunteer if I can help you guys in any way. Call screener, you name it, anything. I appreciate that. I might shoot I might need email. that. Shoot me an email or whatever. I, I appreciate that. I might need that. You know, it uh, – <laughs> I, I, you know, John and I try and manage uh, how, how we – you know, all the other stuff, the responsibilities, but uh, rounding up guests and answering phones and hosting it – it's a lot to juggle, so I may I may hit you up for that, John. I appreciate that. But what's on your mind tonight? Well, uh, everybody's talking, you know, new quarterback and whatnot. Uh, look, from what I heard from uh, Duke Tobin this past week, he's not real big on finding a quarterback just yet. He seems to want to stay with Dalton, but he's very interested in increasing the speed of the offense and getting play, uh, better players on the line on both sides of the ball. So. We'll just see how that plays out. My prediction is I don't think they move from Dalton this next season. I think they're going to let him play his contract, mm -hmm. and they are looking for the quarterback of the future. But Dalton, with his stats being that he's been injured very little, being that this division is as uh, smash mouth as it is, I don't think they are ready to just boot Dalton right out the door and take a risk on a rookie just yet, especially with Dalton still under contract. That's a good point. And, and also, I mean, you got to look at the landscape of this division. Um, yes, the Bengals split with the Ravens, and the Ravens kind of had an upward swing when they made a move to their quarterback. Yes, same thing happened with the Browns. But then you look at the Steelers – I, I never count them out fully, but they are a bit of a mess right now on a number of different fronts. And all teams, I, 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 if I remember correctly, I think it was nine or ten wins by the Ravens that ended up winning the division. And, you know, the Browns, the Steelers, and the Ravens were all kind of neck and neck as the, as the season got, you know, wore on. The Bengals, they stay healthy. They make some changes, especially amongst the coaching staff and at head coaching. Um, they get a couple of other nice pieces help out the offensive line. I mean, all of a sudden this becomes a wide open division again. Uh, I, I want to say this too. Um, you mentioned speed on offense and that's something Duke Tobin is looking at, uh, John. Yeah. Um, you know, you look back to Jared Goff's first year, rookie year, granted he only started seven games, but five touchdowns, seven interceptions. Well, what what have the Rams done the past two off seasons? Brandon Cooks, Robert Woods, uh, Josh Reynolds. They add receivers upon receivers upon receivers and guys that can do uh, you know Higby at tight end. Um, 
And lo and behold, and, and also, you know, some stuff on the offensive line, Andrew Whitworth being one, but um, lo and behold, Jared Goff, second year, 28 touchdowns, seven interceptions. Third year, 32 touchdowns, 12 interceptions. So it's not rocket science that, that yes, the arrow is trending upward in terms of superstardom for Jared Goff. I do not put him in the same stratosphere as a Patrick Mahomes, Tom Brady, or others. What I do put him in as is a very good quarterback that has an outstanding supporting cast. Um, he could elevate into superstardom, but the Rams, you got to give him credit. They brought a lot of help to him, and they raised, that raised his game. Well, he did raise others as well, but um, that's something you got to look at, especially in this in this process, this scouting process, I think. And you you said you mentioned that about Duke Tobin talking about getting faster on offense, potentially adding more pieces. Yes, exactly. And another thing too, everybody is always saying, "Well, Dalton's only as good as the players around him." Well, what about the coaches? You know, how good is Dalton with different coaches? Now, that we absolutely have got to take a look at before you just get rid of him. Uh, as I yeah. said, he needs yeah. to play under this new coaching staff and see what he's done, what he can do. His stats have been too good in Cincinnati to simply, like I said, take a risk you know, on a rookie immediately and go ahead and cut Dalton. I, I'd cut Drake Kirkpatrick in seconds. <laughs> so I would cut Andy well, I would. No, I know. Seriously, I know. I know. I know. Yeah. No, I, I, I got you. I, I just, I'm laughing because I know, I know your, uh, your, your thoughts on Drake Kirkpatrick. Hey, quickly before, um, uh, before I get you out of here, John, um, just, just to get you, uh, before we get you out on the, um, out of here, I want to, I want to tell you about Drake Kirkpatrick's stats, um, in case you haven't. Look them up recently, my friend. Um, this last year, 20, 2018, zero interceptions. Okay? No interceptions. Zero interceptions. 2017, one interception. So in the past two years, he's played 27 total games and has had one interception. So. And what is this salary? Uh, I mean, I, I, I don't have that offhand, but it's, it's relatively high. I think it's around, I think it's like 50 million. I think I could be wrong. Well, my point is, is, you know, I talked to you about, uh, you know, we, we judge, we joke about, um, Kirkpatrick and your thoughts on him, but really he is not pulling his weight. I mean, that's just, that's, uh, what, especially, especially in, in we can we can sit here and bag on Terrell, uh, Terrell Austin all we want, but the, his defense was supposedly, cre you know, made to create turnovers, and he wasn't even doing that then. 2019, his cap hit is almost $11 million this next year, John. $10.9 10 according to Spotrack. So, um, there you go. 10.9, so, so that would free up a lot of money just by cutting him. Yep, but then you so, also, they also yeah. need to, you know, think about re-signing Denard and others too. But, John, we're going to get out of here. Um, I, I appreciate your call. Thanks. Uh, we'll, we'll hopefully talk to you next week or in the near future, my friend. Okay, I'll be in touch. All right. Thank you. That was John from Kentucky calling in again. Thanks to uh, our callers, our texters. We've had a lot of questions. We're going to get out of here again. This is the Orange and Black Insider Bengals podcast. I'm Anthony Kazenzi. You heard earlier from my other co-host, John Sheeran. Unfortunately, we didn't hear from Scott Schulte. We thought we might. Um, but he is probably going to be joining us at some point um, 
here and there, especially as the draft comes in, uh, because, you know, he, he wants to talk Bengals. He's excited about things, too. He and I exchanged texts there. But our thanks to John for calling in while he was at the Senior Bowl. No rest for the wicked there. Um, you can get this show on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, Art19. We're also on YouTube, and all of our stuff is on CincyJungle.com. My thanks to uh, all of you out there for your patience tonight. I was kind of juggling a lot with the phones and all kinds of things. So um, I appreciate your patience and uh, maybe some extra little sound effects and whatnot that uh, made it on onto the program. So I apologize about that. But, uh, um, hey. We all deal with it, right? So uh, appreciate the support. Appreciate you tuning in and uh, get the show how you can. We'll see you next week, if not sooner, should some news break. But keep it to uh, CincyJungle.com for all the news, opinions, analysis. And uh, the Super Bowl can't be completed soon enough so the Bengals can get their new head coach, right? See you next time. Spencer Hall. My name is Jason Kirk. My name is Ryan Nanny. And when we combine, we form the, the Shutdown, Shutdown Fullcast. I keep telling you, we're not Fultron. The Shutdown Fullcast is technically a college football podcast, but it's also a show about lawn care disasters, regional grocery stores we love, Tennessee Batman, homeowners associations, bears and video games i mean there's also some actual football discussion like about coaches having huge contracts or coaches making terrible decisions or coaches saying really stupid things or the ncaa saying really stupid things yeah there's lots of stupid things in this big dumb beautiful sport sometimes we talk about football games allegedly if you want to take college football exactly as seriously as it deserves to be taken come find us on apple Podcasts, spotify or wherever else you listen to podcasts like this one the shutdown forecast. It's not Voltron. Support for this podcast comes from Smartwater. Want to get a little more from every sip? Smartwater Alkaline doesn't just taste crisp and pure. It's loaded with everything you need to perform at your best, whether you're running marathons or boardroom meetings. Elevate how you hydrate and pick up a Smartwater Alkaline today. To learn more, visit drinksmartwater.com. Support for this podcast comes from Smartwater. Want to get a little more from every sip? Smartwater Alkaline doesn't just taste crisp and pure. It's loaded with everything you need to perform at your best, whether you're running marathons or boardroom meetings. Elevate how you hydrate and pick up a Smartwater Alkaline today. To learn more, visit drinksmartwater.com.